Uh, you can see we've got some, uh, I'm going to have some, some guests up here today. Uh, if Ronnie and, um, and Jeff, if Ronnie and Jeff, if you guys will come on up, that, just those two. And uh, we've, we had six rehearsals for this and we missed all six of them. So this is going to be interesting today, but uh, sit right here. One here and then right there too. You guys are pretty broad guys. Do, you, do I need to spread these chairs out a little bit? Y'all good? Good. All right. All right, so we are, we're building, no, we, need to, we really need to pray before we get started today. Y'all stretch your hand in their direction. Father, we just thank you today for your word. God, we bless you and we thank you for all the provision that you've given to us, Lord, in our lives, God, even our, our armor that you've given to us, our helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, our feet shod with the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit, God. Oh, we thank you, Father, for the shield of faith. We thank you for all the things that you've given to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said, amen. amen. Uh, all of these messages in this tool time will be in, a, in, in one folder on our, on our app and on our website. So make sure if you've missed any of these that you go back. It's talking about tool time, specifically about the, the tool of faith. So we're talking about our, talking about our shield of faith. And um, it's, it, it's so important. Mark, Mark says this, Mark 24 says, Mark eleven twenty four says, when we pray, we're to believe. In other words, for believe is we're to have faith, right? We're to believe that we receive, and it says that we will have. So we're developing some core, some core beliefs that would go on our face shield. So this is my face shield, or this is my partial face shield. There's actually, as you can see, there's four different areas or sections of our face shield. And so what we're doing is we're, we're building this. Our key verse in this has been Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. That says this, that without faith, it's very difficult to please God. No, that's an that's a, that's a erroneous version. It's, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Talking about God. For he who comes to God, you must believe. You must believe. When we come to God in prayer, whether we're, we're coming to the front to be prayed for uh, at the end of a service, when our prayer workers come up or whether we're going to the Lord ourselves in our, in our prayer closet, when we come to him with a request, we're to come to him with two things. We're to come to, come to him. You don't have to say anything right now. You don't have to say anything right now. We're, we're to, come to say, uh, when we come to him, we're to come with two things. These are the first two things that we've talked about. I must believe that he is. I must believe that he is what I am, what I am coming to him for. If I'm coming to him for healing, I've got to believe that he is Jehovah Rapha. I've got to believe that he is, if I'm coming to him for a financial need, I've got to believe or, or food or whatever, a need, I come to him believing that he is that. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord who's always there. He reveals himself to us in the word, and we must believe that he is those things. And also, we must believe that we'll be given to upon approach because he rewards those who what? Diligently seek him. So those are the first two things, again, that my, that my um, uh, faith shield is made up of. Again, it is the will of God because of the brazen serpent, because of the Passover lamb, because of the words and the actions of Jesus, because of the plan of redemption. Those things make up this quadrant, this section of my, of my faith shield. And I believe that I'll be given to because he gives richly, he gives freely, he gives generously. How much does he give? All the way to Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 32 says that, how did he with him, he gave us Jesus all the way to Jesus. How will he not with him freely give us all things pertaining to life? 
So again, those things are part of that. I believe that he is, and I believe that I'll be given to upon approach. These two things I must, I must bring, I must bring with me. So these two things, again, they need to be firmly established in my heart. And uh, so again, I'm coming to God. Again, those are the two things that those are the two requirements. Let me say it that way. Those are the two requirements that we, when we come to God for anything. Now, how does God give to me? How does God give healing to me? How does God give provision to me? Well, let me give you an, an idea. Here are some examples that when we pray that through the, uh, in James chapter five, verse 14, it says the anointing with oil and the prayer of faith. That's one way that God gives to me is through the prayer of faith. Let me read James to you. This isn't in your notes. So if you're taking notes, I encourage you to write this down. If you're taking notes and you're, you've got the scriptures there in front of you on the app, there's a place that said there, additional notes, write this verse in there. Just type it in, James, James 5, 14 and 15. And here's what it says. It says, is any among you sick? Let him call on the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. So again, that's one way that God gets healing to me. Amen? Is through the prayer of faith, through anointing with oil. Another way that he gets it is, remember Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray at the third hour as their custom was. And there's this, all of a sudden, one day, this same guy that was there every day begging said, asked him for money. And all of a sudden, I think the gift of faith came on Peter. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And here's what he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he got up and he walked. So that's another way that God gets to us is through using the authority in the name of Jesus that God has given to us. Another way is in Acts chapter 19, verse 11. We did this last week. If you were here, remember we prayed over a cloth. As a church, we prayed over a cloth and we sent that cloth to Michelle, uh, Martha's daughter. Martha is our, over our GSM and uh, she had a heart transplant a few months back. How long has it been? Three, huh? August had it in August and it just seems it seems that you know she's improving and stuff but she's not she's not out of the hospital yet so we we prayed over that cloth and again this is what it says that in Acts chapter 19 it says that that uh, there was such an anointing on Paul that the claws were taken from him and given to the sick and they were healed and I've read something in a in a in a commentary that I that I use for study and it says not to think that we can do that today and I said excuse me Tell that to F.F. F. Bosworth, who wrote the book, Christ the Healer. Tell that to T.L. Osborne, who wrote a book called Healing the Sick. Both of those had an extremely, extremely successful healing ministry. And uh, they had thousands, both of their ministries had thousands and thousands of people who wrote to them and asked for a cloth, prayed over it, and sent back, and they wrote back testimonies, thousands that received healing from doing that. So again, we didn't turn that cloth into anything magical. We just, it was a pray, it was a, it, it's a point of contact. So when they give that to Martha, Martha, this is your pastor. This is your church at Citygate who we stretched our hands. We're believing God to, to be healed. It's just a point of contact is all it is to get. And I tell you, it, those things, they work. Uh, another, another, another way that we're talking about how does God get healing to us or other things to us? Uh, the spoken word. In Luke chapter 7, there was a centurion who had a servant that was sick, and he asked Jesus to come heal. They continued to tell the, the centurion stories about Jesus, the miracles, and he said, ah, oh, 
He said, he doesn't need to come here. All he needs to do is just speak the word. And he sent that message to Jesus. He said, you don't need to come to me. He said, I too am a man under authority. In other words, he recognized that Jesus was someone under God's authority. He said, you just speak the word and my servant will be healed. We can speak the word of God over people's lives, over our own lives. So again, that's another way. But the most common way that we see in the New Testament, and we see this especially in the ministry of Jesus, is my third part. Who's, who's my third, third show? Yeah, Ty. This is what we see if you would sit right there. I know it's God's will because of all of those things, the brazen servant, the Passover lamb, the words of the action of Jesus. He gives richly, freely all things. And one way, one way, Again, we just gave you a list of other ways that he gives, but one way, a main way that we see him giving in the New Testament is through the laying on of hands. Amen. Through the laying on of hands. Now, listen to this. <clears throat> here's, some, here's some other examples. In, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, that talks about six elementary doctrines, and the laying on of hands is one of those six elementary doctrines. And uh, the, another thing that the laying on of hands is used for is not just healing, but the impartation of spiritual gifts. Uh, Timothy received spiritual gifts that were imparted to him. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. We see that uh, Jesus called the little children to him. It said he laid his hands on them and he spoke a blessing over the children. So again, we see the laying on of hands used for imparting gifts. We see it for imparting blessings. In Acts chapter 8, Verse 17, also verse 19, and Acts chapter 19, verse 6, we see the impartation given through the laying on of hands of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Again, through the laying on of hands. Again, it's not the only way that you get it, but that's one way that people receive is through the, having the hands laid on them. And then uh, commissioning ministry offices, we see in Acts chapter 6. Uh, there was a list of people. Stephen was one of those. Philip was another one. They found men. Remember the, 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 the women were complaining because uh, the Hebraic women and the Jewish women, they were, they were being, one of them were being overlooked in the daily distribution of the food. And so they found, they found men that were faithful and they were full of the Holy Spirit and they laid hands on them and they anointed them in the, in the, really in the ministry of being a deacon. And uh, we see it again. We see it in the Bible. It, it connected with miracles and healing. Jairus asked Jesus to come and to lay hands on his daughter. Uh, that one says that she's, she's almost dead. In Matthew's version, it says she's already died. Remember, some men came to him and says, don't bother to teach anymore. Your little girl is dead. And, J and Jesus told him, he said, Jairus, he said, you keep believing. You keep believing. Keep that faith. It's almost a wake-up call. Don't, he, he probably saw the look on his face. Of, no, 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 no. Don't, don't start doubting. You came to me in faith. Let's go. Let's, and they, they went on and he laid his hands on that little girl and she lived. We see in Jesus's own hometown, they didn't respect Jesus there because you just, that's just Mary's son. And you know, he's just a carpenter. Who does he think he is all this? And it says in, in his own hometown there, Jesus could do no mighty works except that he did what? He laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them of a few, one translation says of a few minor ailments. So again, we see Jesus laying on of hands. Let me give you another uh, verse. This is in your notes. Uh, Acts, I'm not Acts. Uh, Mark chapter eight, verse 22 says, and they came to Bethesda and the people brought him a blind, blind man and begged him to touch him. He touched the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And <clears throat> when he had spit in his eyes, he laid his hands on him and he asked, do you see anything? And the man looked up, he said, I see people, but they're like trees walking. 
Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. So notice even in that situation, Jesus prayed for the man the first time, and in his eyes he could see it a little bit, but everything was still fuzzy. I think that when Jesus laid his hands on him the second time, I think he wiped the spit out of his eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's better. That's better. No, I don't know. But he had, Jesus, Jesus laid his hands on someone twice in order for him to see clearly. In Luke chapter 4, verse 40, Still, when the sun was setting, all those who had any, all those who had any sick, any, let me say that again, those who had any who were sick of various diseases brought them to him, talking about Jesus, and Jesus laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. And he healed them. And now it seems pretty certain that Jesus believed on this, didn't it? This laying on of hands thing. It seems that he believed it. Not only did he believe it, but he also commissioned his disciples. He commissioned you and I. We're his disciples, right? This is the great commission in, in Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 6, 15. And these signs shall accompany those who believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Did you hear that? Notice that they shall recover. Recovery is a little bit different than an instantaneous miracle, isn't it? Recovery involves a passage of time. Regeneration recalls a passage of time. So again, we see, we see now what our, what our face shield looks like. I believe I come, when I come to him, I to come with him with these two beliefs. I believe that he is. And again, I list those, those five core beliefs. The brazen serpent, the Passover lamb, the words and the actions of Jesus, the plan of redemption. And again, I said last, last time, I said, if you're, if you're not convinced that, that not only was, um, did God redeem us from spiritual death, but he also redeemed us from sickness and from poverty. All three of those things were in the atonement, were in the plan of redemption. And if you're not sure of that, that's a place that you need to start. Do study on that. What's involved in the plan of redemption? What's involved in, in the atonement? And then, so then I know I'll be given to upon approach because God gives freely, he gives generously. He gave all the way to Jesus. He did not withhold anything from me. How will he not with, with him give me healing? Give me my financial, give me needs that I have in my life. He gave me all the way to Jesus. Why would he stop short of these other things? And one way that he gives to me is through the laying on of hands. This is my face shield, okay? It's your face shield too. So again, these are, just, these are just some things. These are just some, some things that, again, the brazen serpent, the Passover lamb, there's hundreds of these things that we could add to this. And this needs to be, we need to be strong in these things. Not just, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see, now, now my face shield is made up of, uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, sir, brave, brave, bronze, bronze, brazen, brazen serpent. It's not that you can just quote that, but did you know something about it? I just, I really haven't gone and taught anything about this. I've just told you about the brazen serpent in Numbers 21. I told you about the plan of redemption in, 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 in Exodus chapter 12, at the, the Passover lamb. So again, we need to know these things. Uh, that's, just, that's just too much. You know what? It's easy just to be sick. And hopefully it won't kill you. You'll get over the flu, you know, you get over it, it'll, it'll, it'll take a while. It's easier to be sick than to study the Word of God and to confess the Word of God daily. I'm talking about daily you get up. Man, this, when you get out of bed, you know, first thing we do, what do we do? We hit our knees? No, we hit Facebook. 
But begin, think about these things. Don't let these things be so foreign. It shouldn't be a, a message that I preach about every three years. I've taught this message here several times. And again, we've got to know these things. This is our faith shield. This is what we carry was when, when we leave the house. Really, when we get up out of the bed, take my face shield and go in and brush my teeth. Again, it's important, again, that we understand these things. So again, when it comes to healing, Hebrews says that I'm, I'm to bring these beliefs now, these beliefs with me, let me just say one more time what they are. The, the serpent on the pole, the Passover lamb, the words of the action of Jesus, the plan of redemption. Again, I believe these are in your notes uh, and that I'll be given to upon approach because he's a liberal giver. He gives richly. He gives freely all things. And he gives one way that he gives is through the laying on of hands. One way is through the laying on of hands. One way is is the spoken word. All those other ones that I gave you, I don't want you to just get hung up on the only way. What if I have anybody lay hands on me? Well, lay hands on yourself. Amen? Remember that laying on of hands is only one way. So let me ask you this. What is it that God gives so liberally, so richly, so freely? What does he get? Now, I want you to listen to me carefully right now. Because sometimes I'll say something and you think you're hearing me say something totally different because you know there's different levels of communication there's what i said and there there's what you thought i said and then there's what i what i thought you heard there's just different levels of communication so i want you to listen very carefully here and uh because this is why i believe many people miss it and i believe you this is going to help you today this will help you i don't know if you've ever heard this before you know a lot of people said well you know god knows my heart don't please don't play that card don't play that card because the Bible says our heart is wicked above all things. Well, my heart said I could do it. Well, you better get your heart right. It's not, this is not just a matter of semantics. Eh, well, he's saying that. No, just, just listen, listen very closely here. What is it that people, when we, when we, at the end of a service, we say, you know, today, if you have a need in your life, we give maybe an altar call for people to be saved or people, if you have sickness in your body and you want people, someone to pray for you, let anoint you with oil, you know, come up. What is it that people come up that are sick? What is it that they come up here and they want? They want to receive healing. Is that right? Sure it is. Absolutely. We all do. They want to receive healing, healing manifestations. And I don't know that I am convinced that what I see God giving out at the altar is healing manifestations freely oh yes 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 okay just just stay with me perhaps we've got our eyes on the wrong thing maybe we need to be looking at something different remember that verse that i quoted to start with mark eleven twenty four 24 says therefore i say to you what things soever you ask for when you pray believe another word for believers what have faith that you receive them and you will have them you will have them does that indicate that you have it in your hand right now you will have it the numerical standard says this and they will be granted to you they will be granted to you there's a lot of people that come there asking to be healed and what we're looking for is an instant manifestation and sometimes that does happen it does happen but what I'm telling you, I don't see it happening liberally. I don't see it happening frequently. See, it seems to be indicating that if we believe, we will have them. 
If somebody has to borrow my car, and uh, let's say let's say that Sam asked me, "Hey, my my car's in the shop. Can I can I use your car next week?" And I said, "Sure." I said, "Sure, you can you can you can use my car. My keys will be in your box. Are they in the box right then? But if my word's any good, they will be in that box. You can you can count on it. They'll be there." In other words, <clears throat> this seems to indicate Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, what things whoever you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them and they will be granted to you. This seems to indicate that there's a period of time between the time when we pray and the time of the manifestation. And that means that that's going to require that we have a time where we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if I'm walking by sight, I didn't get anything. See, my face shield has to be out front of me. This face shield has to be out front of me that it is the will of God that I'll be given to upon approach and I had hands laid on me. I've got to have that. Why? Because my body's going to start talking to me. If I had to come over here with, with, a, with an ailment and, and, I've, and I've got healing and all of a sudden I leave it, I still... My elbow, my arm, my shoulder, my knee, it, it, still, it still hurts. You didn't get anything when you went up there. Not only will your body, will your flesh get all over you, the devil's right out here. And his little imps are sitting there telling you, see, that healing stuff, not for today. It's not for you. God doesn't really love you. He loves so-and-so. Remember, they got healed. I'm telling you, you got to know these things. There's going to be a period of time between the time when we're prayed for, had hands laid on us, and the time of the manifestation, oftentimes. And it's going to require that we walk by faith and not by, not by sight. Do you recall in, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, it says that Jesus laid aside his deity when he came. And it says that he was born in the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. But then Acts chapter 10, verse 38 tells us, you know, of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with two things. God anointed him with two things. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and anointed him with power. Anointed him with Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So again, when Jesus, when, when Jesus encountered the sick, he only had two things that he could give them. He couldn't give them a house. He couldn't give them a, 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 a team of ox. He didn't have a team of ox to give them. He didn't have houses to give him. He had Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost power. He had manifestations as the Spirit wills. He could operate in those things. He could operate in power because he had power was giving to him. What kind of power? What kind of power? To, what kind of power is it? See, this one right here is God gives to me freely, generously, all things that are not. This guy is believed is because of the Passover lamb. All that has to do with healing. But if I need, I mean, I've shared this with a couple of weeks ago. If it's, man, I believe in God for finances and things like this. I'll remove this guy temporarily and I'll replace him with things. I'll find scriptures that promise me the things that God says that I can have in my finances. Amen. And I, that will be, that will be the thing that I believe. And one way that he gives is through, he gives generously, liberally, freely. Do you understand that? This guy can change. Because he specifically for our series here is about healing. So I'm using him, I'm using him in, in, that, in that respect. 
So again, Jesus had those things. So our confession of faith is not based on our senses. Remember the Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 23 says, hold fast, hold tight to your confession of faith. Why? Because the enemy's going to try to come get it. Your symptoms, your body's going to tell you different things. Hold fast to your confession of faith. So my confession of faith is based on the word of God. It's based on the word of God. It is the will of God that I get well because of all the things that he knows, that thy shield knows, because he's a liberal giver. Because one way that he gives to me is through the laying on of hands. John, if you come on up. And this is the fourth quadrant. It is God's will that I be well, because God's a generous, liberal, freely giver. And one way that he gives is through the laying on of hands, and what he gives is power. He gives it liberally. He gives it freely. See, he gives to me through the laying on of hands, and what he gives to me is manifestations. He gives power. He gives power. What did the woman with the issue of blood, I love that woman, what did she come to Jesus to get? Remember, she had a condition of bleeding for many, 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 many years. And when she heard about Jesus, she come in the press behind because she said to herself, if I can touch but the hem of his garment, I will be whole. In other words, I'll be healed. I'll have the manifestation. That's what she said. That's what she was coming to him for. Jesus said, perceiving in himself that manifestations went out of him. Is that what it says? Mark 5.30, and Jesus perceiving in himself that what went out of him? Power. Power had gone out of him, and immediately he turned in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Not only did he feel something go out of him, she felt something come into her. She, she knew something had happened to her. Now, that was, that was one of those People, that, that, the, the, the ones that come up and they're prayed for and they got healed and they left and the manifestation happens there. I'm telling you, it does happen at times. Thank God. But that's really more than a, that's really more than, than a healing. That falls in the category of a miracle. Healing always involves a passage of time. And what we're praying when we pray is, how many of you know this? When we pray for somebody, all of our gentlemen here that have recently had knee surgeries, we prayed for them that God would guide the hands of the surgeon beyond their years of experience and their recovery would be fast. Speedy recoveries, we pray for them. That not one of them get up out the, off the table and say, whoa, doc, that, that, oh, that looks good. That looks, when will that scar be gone? No, didn't one of them did. They all went through a process of physical therapy and getting better and better and their body was healing and healing and healing. So what we're asking is God, when, we're, when we come up to get prayed for, we want to receive the manifestation, what we know, but it powers what we got, but we want it to come quickly. But until it does, but until it does, we're going to confess his word. Listen, power and anointing brought the healing manifestation to the woman with the issue of blood. It was the power that went out of him that brought the manifestation of healing to the lady. Let me say it this way. It wasn't healing manifestation that flowed out of Jesus. It was power. Power flowed out of him. And without the power, without the power, the manifestation was not possible. She had to have the power. 
that manifested in her body. Does that make sense? See, before manifestations are possible, the healing power of God must be administered and believed. Not only, the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The instant that we lay hands on someone and pray for them, I believe that the healing power of God is released into their body. And at that moment, sickness and disease, again, that power is driving sickness and disease out of their body. And we want to see it instantly. We want to see an instant manifestation, but it may take a day. It may take two days. It may take three days. But I'm going to keep hands relate on me. Somebody says, hey, how do you, how you feel? You feeling better? Man, I believe that the healing power of God's in me. That's my confession. Uh, I, don't, ooh, I don't know. I might have to go back to that church. I might have to get that pastor to check his ordination papers. I don't know. He got anything. Let's listen. Let, listen to this verse again, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it, and it will be yours. When? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had the answers. I, we just prayed for you, and the Lord told me it's going to be three months. So just keep praying for three months. I don't know, but we just, we walk by faith. Believe me, my confession is that hands were laid on me. I'd say on sept, uh, Sunday, September, uh, Sunday, uh, November, Sunday, November, need to change my watch. Sunday, November the 19th at 1057, hands were laid on me. The healing power of God was releasing in my body, and it's driving sickness and disease from my body right now. It's happening. That's a confession of faith that we hold on to. Jesus was coming down a mountain in Luke chapter 6, and he was met by a large crowd there. They were seeking healing. Verse 19 says this, And the crowd sought to touch him, for power... Power came out of him and healed them all. Now, honestly, honestly, it says that they healed them all, and I believe that, but it doesn't say they all healed instantly. It doesn't say the whole multitude got healed instantly. They just healed them all because that's a, that, maybe that's a confession of faith. The healing power of God is released in every one of their bodies. When Jesus laid hands on them, when Jesus prayed for them, they got healed. If I prayed for, if I prayed for, 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 for Jeff... And, uh, and somebody asked me, what did you do? I said, well, we just prayed and released the power of God, and he's healed. He will be. Again, that's going back to Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, whoever shall say, no, that's 23. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. We believe that he received it. Amen? And the crowd sought to touch him, for power went out of him and healed them all. How many of you have a better understanding now? of what to expect when hands are laid on you or when the word of God is spoken over you. Again, that power is released into your body. Power is released into your body. And again, that's your confession. This healing power, or if it's a financial need that you were believing God for, God, I, father, I don't know how this thing, but God, I prayed about this. I'm faithful in my tithes. I'm doing this. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in forgiveness. In other words, we do a checkup because there's things that you can have the healing power of God well, you can pray for yourself, you can pray, but all of a sudden, remember, men, the Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 7, that if you don't treat your wife right, God won't hear your prayers. Well, that's why I go get other people to pray for him, because he ain't listening to me. <laughs> it don't work for them either in your life. Always take an inventory, take inventory. Inventory is so important. How is your love walk? How is your walking in forgiveness towards people? You don't really have a chance to forgive somebody until they offend you. 
people that do you good, bring you gifts and stuff, I don't have to forgive them. That's easy. It's the people who do things and say things that hurt you and hurt your family and hurt your kids. That's the ones that you've got to forgive. And when you forgive them, you are not doing anything for them. It's all for you. It's releasing you for God to be able to do the things he wants to do in your life, not their life. And he, God's welcome to, because I've forgiven him, he's welcome to do it. If he wants to bless them, bless them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. But I want to free myself up so that I don't get clogged up because of something that knucklehead did. All right, so that's it. So hold on. Let me show you one more time. Da, 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 da. I'm going to take this down. I'm going to put this right here. Cameramen are having a fit. Okay, so let's stand up. Don't sit down because it's gone. This is not a mean trick. Sit down by faith. <laughs> All right, so right here, you guys lock arms. John, curve around this way a little bit if you would. You kind of curve this way. This is my face shield. This is what I take with me everywhere I go. When I'm believing God for healing and stuff, and, and all of a sudden, this is the guy. When he spe this guy speaks up when, that, when the, the enemy questions, is it God's will? Because of the brazen serpent, because of the Passover lamb, because of the words and actions of Jesus, and because of the plan of redemption. Amen. And, and, and how do I know that he's going to give it to me? God is a liberal giver. God gives richly. God gives freely. Yeah. God loved us so much he gave us you. Amen. And one way that he gave it to me was the laying on of hands. And what he gave me was how that's right. Now this is a good looking shield. Now, if you guys walk with me, let's go over there to the keyboard. Right back. And is in Okay, this guy's you stop right there. How many of you know the enemy he didn't always come from the front? He comes from the back. Now, LJ, you and your dad, y'all come up here. You ain't got to say one word. Y'all come up here. Brother, if you would come up here. Would you come? Won't you come? Okay, you guys come right here. Same, same place as they were. Lock arms. Riley, come here. All the way around here. Okay, you guys kind of curve it in. You curve back this way. Come stand back here. Right there. That's Riley's face shield. Same as mine. Same thing. Now watch this. Riley knows that I'm going through something. Would you bring your face shield over this way? Come back. Come back. Y'all back up. Back, 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 back. Back, 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 back. All right. Lock arms here. Riley, you put your hand up on me. She's praying for me with her faith shield. Amen. Now, could I have that row right there? Could y'all all come up here? I'm just kidding. You don't have to come up here. You guys could be seated. Thank you. That's why we say at City Gate Church, we are better together. I'll tell you, out there by myself, I am wide open to attacks. But man, when we got, I've got other people surrounding their face shield, and we as a church, man, can you imagine if we all got in a big circle in here and had our face shield? Man, we are better together. 
We are so much better together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your word. Open the eyes of our understanding, God, to give us revelation knowledge about the tools that you've given to us. And this tool of faith, God, it's, 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 God, it's impossible for us to please you without it. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We've just given some, a few small examples of what our faith shall and how valuable it is. And, Father, thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.